Hello everyone, Carter here, bringing you another episode of Out of the Hourglass, presented by Nolan Consulting Group, a podcast dedicated to helping small business owners and contractors visualize their goals, develop their teams, and build sustainable growth so that business operations don't run solely through them. We want to get business owners out of the hourglass. Today's episode features NCG managing partner Brian Nolan, as well as business coach Catherine Freeman. Their discussion is all around performance improvement plans. Catherine tells Brian how to approach the conversation around performance improvement plans and how she helps business owners implement them in their companies. As we all know, once a hire is made, the work in developing employees is far from over. Performance improvement plans are an important way to communicate with your employees and understand if they are capable of fitting into their current role. As you listen, consider the people in your business who may need a performance improvement plan and who should be in charge of monitoring their progress along the way. Thanks for listening, and as always, don't forget to rate and subscribe. Enjoy the show. Okay, good morning. Brian Nolan here. Thanks, Carter. I am here today, privileged to be here today uh, with my integrator and uh, human resource content leader at Nolan Consulting Group, Catherine Freeman. Good morning, Catherine. Good morning. It's always such a pleasure to spend time with you, Brian. Excellent. We do spend a lot of time. I feel like a lot of my time away from home is spent talking to you about things. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, fortunately, I've, I've never had the opportunity to do a performance improvement plan with you. Uh, oh, thank goodness. Never will. Uh, but that is the subject of this podcast, uh, doing a performance improvement plan, otherwise known as a PIP, P-I-P. Um, and so just so quick background here. Um, everybody knows that the name of the podcast is Out of the Hourglass. The theme around that is get out of the hourglass where everything runs through you, where you're chasing time all the time. You never have enough time and you control everything to a place where uh, you have systems in place and you hire people to run those systems. This is the key. So um, what happens though, unfortunately, is we hire people, right? We get all excited. Okay. I, I listened to my coach. I hired this role. I hired that role. Um, and then we don't coach them. We just sort of expect them to do things. Um, or they didn't work out. So we fire them. So one of my earlier mentors said, Brian, termination is the last step of accountability. There are many steps before terminating an employee who is not performing the way you want them to. Whatever is in your head, hopefully it's on paper. So Catherine is, um, she is indeed our human resource content expert at NCG. Catherine, where does this discussion begin? Where do we even begin with a PIP discussion? Gosh, you know, I, I, you start a discussion here with expectations and have you as a business owner, as a leader in the organization, have you made your expectations clear? Is it well-documented? Has the person that you are dealing with seen that? Do they understand what they're being held accountable to? So we would say that performance improvement plans actually start with a position vision. Have you done the work as a leader to make sure that what is expected of a role is clear. Uh, do, do we need to be uh, communicating with clients at the start of a job, at the end of a job? Do we need to be submitting paperwork to the office in a timely fashion? Do we need to be making sure that the truck is clean? 
all of that is a key result area. It's something that is going to be found on a position vision. And so really that's where you're starting. Have you made it clear at the outset what somebody- a position vision, right? So that's, that's a move that we made a couple of years ago uh, um, away from a job description, which is really just a list of tasks to, um, I've got this vision of how someone's going to perform in a role. Right. And they're not doing it, Bri. What should I do about it? Why is it, do, do they know the exact position vision? Right. Where, where uh, the behaviors are identified, right? Here are the behaviors, not just tasks, of right. someone who's effective in this role. Exactly. Uh, exactly. And, and I think it's important that you say that, right? We're, we're moving towards a position vision and not just a list of tasks. Um, it is, that's a strategic decision. And, and it becomes uh, understanding what it is that the person in front of you is capable of the role itself is capable of. So it, it takes it out of that realm of, I know what I want. They're just not getting there. Right, right. So, so to be clear here, the first point of accountability is with the manager. It is. And, you know, you know the QBQ from, from that book, QBQ, um, what and how can I communicate better the expectations. What can I do and how can I do it? As opposed to why won't they ever, or when will they start doing, right? Those are bad words. When, <laughs> Those are bad why. words. They really are. And, you know, we did it. We did a series of podcasts on uh, levels of work and hiring talent. And we would say that that's where it is. You've either not started at the right place with an employee, whether you brought them in and didn't set up a green book, which would include a position vision, talk to them in the moment about what was expected of them, or you promoted somebody into a new role. This person is great at their job. They're going to be so great doing this new role, mm. but you never sit down and talk with them about what the new role is about. And so it is, it starts with you. And uh, that's an uncomfortable thing to consider, isn't it? It really Some is. This poor performance is my fault. We, we expected that they're going to read our minds. Like they should know. They, they should, should know. know. They just should know. Um, so let's be clear, it all, it all starts there. So maybe at the first indication that something is off uh, is a good indication that you need to uh, sit down, not to do your performance improvement plan, but to sit down right. and... and go back over the position vision. But then, right. then you go on with the world, you've done your job communicating, there's performance issues, something's not going right. What's the next step? So the next step is, is to, again, bring up the position vision and, and take a look at the areas where somebody is not meeting those expectations and have a very clear conversation with somebody. On this position vision, I say that uh, a, a well-rounded job is a part of this crew leader expectation um, embedded in that well-rounded job and potentially a task that's associated with it is making sure that you're completing your end of job checklist, which means collecting the check. You're not collecting the check. It's putting us behind. Our AR is getting out of control. It's, you know, the office is spending more time chasing clients down. You're right there in the house. What's happening? What can I do to help you to get to this place? So we're talking about feedback, we're talking about yeah. frequent feedback. I, 
I have an affirmation that I say, uh, I give feedback. I give feedback often. I give feedback every day. I give more good feedback than I do bad feedback because people do more good than they do bad. But I've, I've had to establish that because I'm, I'm not a high D. I'm a high I. So giving feedback is not, giving negative feedback is not natural to me. Until, right. it, until my high C gets disrupted, my details, when someone breaches my, my high C, I could become a little prickly. So I'm trying to then adapt and say, I'm going to get feedback all, all the time. I'm a coach. That's what coaches do. Um, there's a lot of feedback models you, you can give. Um, I'll just give one that uh, I heard on our recent operations uh, peer group, actually the field generals, Michael Bassan from Rogal. Uh, talked about this. He calls it the FBI model, right? It, it begins with an I statement. Uh, I feel very strongly. So feeling, behavior, impact, FBI. I feel very strongly that um, whatever behavior it is, that your continued behavior and be very clear about that behavior um, is creating lasting impact. Here's the impact that it's having. So really the method here is, or the message here is to make sure that you have a feedback method that that you use and that you do it often. Catherine, do you have a feedback method that you use? I do. And and I think, you know, there's a, a lot of wisdom in acknowledging, right? You said you're a coach, you give feedback, you give more good than bad feedback. Um, for me, it's acknowledging that I am a high eye and it is uncomfortable and I'm going to lean into that discomfort because I understand that if I don't provide feedback, I'm not helping somebody develop, which, you know, that's one of my highest driving forces in the DISC profile is helping people. So for me, it's about recognizing if I don't provide somebody with this critical feedback, they're not going to get better as an employee. I've done them a disservice if I'm not direct. So I'm direct. That, that's the real point. It, it, mm -hmm. you're, not, you're not giving them a gift. In fact, you, if you're talking about an employee and they have no idea that you're talking about a performance issue, you are doing them a real disservice by not being, being direct. I think people make up stories all the time, don't they, about how the person's gonna respond. And then maybe there's some scarcity mentality. If I give this person feedback, they're not going to like it. They're going to leave. And then I'm not going to have that role. And oh, no, what do I do? Right. Um, and so then your leadership gets depreciated. It gets compromised 100%. You feel like, but then I know every time I give the right feedback, I feel so much better as a leader. Um, even if it's uncomfortable, if I don't do it, I know I'm not being the best version of my leadership. Right. Right. And, you know, I think it's you, you said something earlier that I think I, I want to just you know, repeat. You're, we set that expectation. I'm going to provide you with feedback. I, I just did that this morning. Right. With somebody who we are interviewing for a role. I'm going to provide you with feedback. This is an important part of what we do. Mm -hmm. And you want to set that standard uh, either at the point of higher when you're doing somebody's 90 day review, when they've been around, as they move into a new role, you're gonna get feedback here. We believe in feedback as an organization. We believe in making employees better. We believe in helping you to become a better version of yourself. 
you're not setting that standard, then when you come around and you give them the sucker punch of, uh, hey, listen, you got 30 days and you're going to better improve your job, you've you've failed. <laughs> yeah, we, we always said if you um, if you collect everything someone does wrong in your big sack, a sack of potatoes, then you hit them over the head one day with all the things you did wrong over the last six months, uh, that is not good management. So let's, let's continue on this pathway. When do you begin documenting these conversations? Clearly feedback happens all the time. You don't document all feedback. Some feedback is just coaching. But right. when do you document, when do you start documenting? How do you do that? Right. So I, I, I might actually put a, a, a secondary level in there. You know, we've talked in the past, uh, about having uh, an email address that you can establish at your business, HR at, you know, fill in the blank. Um, I would highly recommend getting anybody who's in leadership into the habit of just taking some notes on feedback conversations that they're having on a regular basis. Uh, What you're looking for here is a pattern of behavior. So Johnny is late. Johnny is late every Monday Every Monday, you're having a conversation with Johnny. Now you've got a pattern of behavior that you've got documented. Um, Or Johnny is late on Monday. Johnny neglects to clean up a job site on Tuesday. Johnny uh, needs to leave early on Wednesday. Once again, now we've got a pattern of behavior. So I would recommend getting the team engaged in collecting those HRs so that you don't wake up six months in and realize that there's a problem with Johnny, but nobody's really tracked it. Um, so it's the pattern that we're looking for. It's it's this is not a one-off unless somebody has stolen something from somebody's house, right? Which that that's probably, a termination terminable right, offense. That yeah. is right away you terminate somebody there. Um, but unless somebody's done something pretty dramatic, uh, we're not looking to fire Johnny on Monday because he called because he's late or he's called in sick. That's not what we're doing. We want to recognize a pattern of behavior. And that pattern can be either consistent in one set of behaviors or it could be across a couple of different. Okay. So, so uh, safe to say that as soon as you start having any concerns at all, send an email to HR at your company's name. Uh, It's not going to anybody. Or maybe it is if you have an HR department, but it's staying, it's staying in a secure portal where you can bring that back up um, later on if you terminate the employee and there's, there's lawyers involved and you need to then um, recover the pattern and uh, show evidence that you had discussion with this employee. The employee was warned, it was documented, um, but then when, when you've given feedback several times, this is where you move into this new realm of feedback. What's that process? How does it happen? Tell us about it, Catherine. So you've, you've documented conversations, um, and, and now you're going to sit down with somebody. Um, I, I, clarity is important here. So again, we're talking about what does the position vision call for um, and, and what are the transgressions? I mean, for, for lack of a better word, right? That sounds a little lofty, but what, what are the uh, patterns of behaviors that somebody is actually violating? Um, and what are your expectations? 
So again, it goes back to what do you want? So let's, let's think about situational leadership. Let's think about creating a smart goal, a specific, measurable, actionable, relatable, trackable. So you're sitting down with somebody and you're saying, Johnny, you've been late every Monday for the last four weeks. This is not acceptable behavior. Uh, what I need to see from you is uh, a, a, a better recognition of where it is that you need to be at any given time. I need you to be on time. On time is actually not at seven. On time is at five to seven, right? Very specific goal for somebody to meet. You're not sitting down with somebody and saying, um, this can't work, fix it, right? Yeah, so we're talking about the PIP now, the exact yeah. PIP. So yeah. what are the different, are there a couple of different forms that we recommend? We've got a couple of different forms on the Summit Library. There's a, a really short one that's going to be, you know, pretty easy to use. A longer one where you maybe have a, a greater issue that needs to be documented and, you know, uh, retained in terms of record keeping. Uh, the important thing is that when you get to the place where you need to fill out a PIP, you are deliberate about it and specific about it. And you're having the conversation with the employee and right now, now we're thinking about crucial conversations, take your emotion out of it, make sure that the, what you're looking for here is, you know, to, to win for the business and win for the employee. Uh, so no, no stories, specific, measurable, we're working towards getting you to be a better employee. So we're, we're talking about maybe four key items. Um, what behaviors do you need to start to see? Mm-hmm. What results need to happen? Objective, concrete results. What time period do we need to see right. these results in? And when are we going to follow up on this? This is a piece that I often see missing, that there's no, no follow-up date, no reinforcement and follow-up. I'm, we're going to sit down again in two weeks, John, and we're going to talk about this again. I'm going to look at, look at the results and see how you did. And then here's the ultimate and the important sentence. If we don't see improvement between now and 30 days out, <clears throat> and 30 days is a good, at, at least, you know, to shut, start showing improvement, um, then further action uh, will be taken, um, including the possibility of termination. Right. This is not a threat. This is the, the reality. Um, right. Talk, talk about a salesperson. What might a salesperson PIP look like looking at those, those different items, behaviors, results? So, so if we're talking about a salesperson who's maybe not following the process, so they're not setting their next step agreements on a regular basis, and so their win ratio is suffering because they don't have a clear next step agreement set with their potential client. Um, so we're sitting down with Sue and we're saying, Sue, listen, you need to be um, making sure that you set those appointments. I'm going to make sure I'm going to, I'm going to, as your sales manager, I'm going to take a look at your calendar. I want to make sure that I see that you've got those next step agreements uh, scheduled, that they're showing up on your appointments calendar. Um, and then I'm going to have a conversation with you in 30 days to find out how the impact of having that next step agreement has on your win ratio. We're, we know that there's a correlation there. And so we're going we're gonna to expect to see some success. 
So if we don't see that happening, then um, it could be that we're going to have another conversation. And if we don't see an improvement in these behaviors, we might need to have a conversation about whether you actually are going to be successful. Yeah. Here. You know, the, the, there's probably no position where it's easier to assess performance than a salesperson, know, right? right? Either you, you, hit <laughs> you threw your goals. me a, a softball there. <laughs> yeah. Either you hit your goals or you didn't hit your goals. Right. Um, and uh, one-on-ones with, with salespeople, uh, if you read uh, Sales Management Simplified, really, really good book for you sales managers out there. Um, your conversations start with, are, are you hitting your numbers? Are you hitting your goals? If you're hitting your goals, then it's a pretty short conversation. If you're not hitting your goals, then how's your pipeline look? How many deals you got open? What does that look like? If the pipeline's not good, uh, then you start looking at behaviors. And then um, what behaviors are like that next step agreement not, not having? So you have maybe 80 or 90 open bids that aren't, that aren't, that don't have a clear future. Remember all bids, all deals need a clear future where you know what's gonna happen next. Uh, so pretty important here. So the, the real concept is that before you terminate someone, you, you own as a manager, not only the clear expectation through this position vision, but the clear discussion and giving someone a period of time where they can recover, if you will. Um, I want to, uh, I want to relate one, one story from Matthew Kelly, one of my favorite authors, who says, when I met him, um, we, there was a very, very small group of us at, at a grand summit. Someone asked Matthew if people can change. And here we are in a pip. Can someone change? And he said, and for those of you who I coach, you've heard me say this many times, they can change if they are committed I'm committed if they're coachable versus defensible. If someone's not, not coachable, game over. But the third one is where it really hits the road, where the rubber hits the road. Are they aware? Committed, coachable, and aware in the moment, in the week, where triggers happen and they need to behave differently, whether it's getting a next step agreement before they leave a customer's house. That awareness piece is why you need the reinforcement piece and you need the follow-up discussion. Right. Um, so where do you recommend people start? If you're in Summit, go to, to the uh, Summit Library. and Go to the and Summit Library. Yep. Yeah. And you can you can find the forms. Like I said, we've, we've got a, a, a couple of different models. There's a short form. There's a long form. Um, but, but again, we're going to go back to start with the position vision and are the expectations clear? Uh, because I, I worry that we do get all the way to the point where we've internalized this dissatisfaction with a, with a employee and we've not talked with them. So talk with them first. PIP is second, termination yeah. is last. Yeah. And, and you know, one, one important thing to note is that know your own disc profile because if you're a low I you're you're a low uh, low influencer the odds are you're under communicating expectations right so you may right. think you may think you've you've communicated but if you're a low I uh, you probably haven't 
On the flip side, if you're too high of an eye, uh, if your eye's way up there, you may be using too many words that a person, oh my gosh, yes. a person hasn't really understood. Like, what, did I just get feedback? And they left there not knowing whether there was praise or <laughs> redirect. <clears throat> right. So a rule that I follow, because I tend to be a higher eye, I write down my feedback on in my notebook before I give it. And then I give it exactly how I wrote it down. I don't let the emotions of the moment influence how many words I, I throw in to soften the blow. Being direct is key. Right, right. So S Silence is okay, not on a podcast, but. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Anything else you well, want to throw in, Catherine? Well, I would say, you know, up? for for anybody who is has further interest in this, you you did write a blog on this. It's on our website, so they could also take a look at the blog. Uh, there's some good content in there. Uh, talk to your coach. You know, it's it, this is something that we all feel really passionate about. We feel passionate about employee engagement. Um, feedback actually creates engagement on your team. Getting somebody to the place where they have gotten better at their job, you've, you've won a loyal, you've won a loyalty there. So, you know, I would encourage you to talk this out with your coach. Look on the Summit Library for the resources. Feedback, feedback, feedback. Yeah, good. Hey, thanks, Catherine. Always a pleasure. Everybody, thanks, have Brian. a great, really have a great day. Until next time, stay out of the hourglass. Thanks for listening to this episode. Out of the Hourglass is recorded and produced by the team at Nolan Consulting Group, a nationwide business consulting firm with coaches located around the country. Have a question, comment, or idea for future episodes? We'd love to hear from you. Visit our website, www.nolancg.com.